Hey guys, it's Koopa here. Just a quick PSA before this video. If you didn't see my update on Twitter uh, earlier last week, uh, the Cooped Up podcast is in a bit of a hiatus for the next couple of weeks. Um, I apologize for the lack of uploads, you know, for the month of October and September. It's been kind of a crazy, you know, go it all with my, you know, with my personal life, with my job, as well as, uh, you know, me starting a new job. And I'm also moving currently. If you can look in the background, this, you know, if you can see the video feed right now, you'll see that my room is in disarray. So uh, I'm currently in the midst of moving. Um, so podcast is taking a bit of a hiatus for the next couple of weeks. Um, I have an, an episode scheduled, uh, you know, coming for that Monday, uh, where we're, it's going to be a review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, so until then, uh, you guys are going to get some of the other content that I've recorded since then. I have four episodes of Cooped Up that I've yet to upload. Um, they're going to all be coming out throughout various times throughout the week. Uh, so I'm going to schedule them for at least, you know, every other day uh, coming out this week. We're going to be talking about something. Um, so if you're one of my friends who's recorded the episode with me in the last few weeks, I apologize for it not coming out anytime soon. Um, you know, it's been a lot of me fighting my own demons and, uh, you know, fighting the back, the dreaded backlog of my life. But, you know, we're getting to a place where things are a little bit healthier, both in my brain and as well as my, you know, work-life balance. So your regularly scheduled cooped up uh, content will be coming back uh, soon. Uh, so stay tuned. You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about throughout the rest of the year. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for sticking with me and enjoy uh, this uh, you know, one one of four episodes coming out. Uh, you know, between now and the next two weeks. So, take care, everybody. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast, the podcast that can record with an open door and you reap the benefits of air conditioning because my parents are on vacation and I don't have to worry about disrupting anybody's peace. So, yeah, we're, we're having a grandiose old time today. I've had ice cream for dinner for the past two days and I'm terrified. Uh, as always, my name is Koopa and I'm every week I sit down with someone or myself or a bunch of people and we talk about all the things happening in pop culture. And uh, this week, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a grab bag of stuff, but mostly we're going to be talking about uh, <laughs> the surprise. <laughs> I want to say surprise, but like number one at the box office this past weekend, <laughs> Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Uh, and I've, I am so excited to talk about one of the many tent poles of my personality, uh, which is Dragon Ball Z. Uh, was one of the tent poles of my friendship, one of my very good friends. Uh, I don't remember the last time we talked to each other on the podcast, but I know it was within the last couple of months. But it was with John Cam, Tony, I think, right? It was Hi. With Cam. Hello. What were yeah, I think it was, Cam? uh, was it when we did, uh, Chippendale? It was Chippendale. I think it was Chippendale. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, we only John do Tony. number one movies. Yeah, hi, that's hello. It. Thank you for having me, Koopa. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's been a minute. It's been a very busy, busy summer for both of us. Um, yes. So I, I figured now was a better time than ever, especially because it worked out both in our schedules. We both have very busy yeah. weeks this coming week. One of us is seeing Billy Joel, and one of them is I, I am me, seeing so. – it is me. I am seeing Billy Joel tomorrow night for the very first time. I'm going to have are a very you? good time. Uh, what were we gonna favorite, ask? What's your favorite Billy Joel song? Uh, you may be right. 
Um, Ooh, and I for a while, it was Anthony's song moving out, but then uh, I heard you may be right, and I was just like, th- and I kept listening to it, and I was like, oh no, this is it. This is my favorite one. This is his best song. And he generally closes his sets. I've been checking at uh, setlist.fm all week, uh, <laughs> checking out his, pre- his past few shows at MSG. Now, here's my bold prediction. So, we're recording this August 23rd. The show is August 24th. Billy Joel likes to bring out a special guest, like at his shows, like, hey, just bring it out so and so to sing a song. My prediction. Is because this show is in the middle of this artist's uh, month-long residency or summer residency. I believe Harry Styles will be the special guest of the Billy Joel concert Ooh. because he's doing an MSG residency. And then there's two shows happening in between. I think one is like uh, 21 Pilots and then uh, then Billy Joel. Then it's back to Harry Styles again. So my prediction is I'm going to see Harry Styles tomorrow. But uh, if it's someone else... I hope it's Bruce Springsteen. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that would be crazy. I know. Oh, I for, there was one. I don't know what it was. I watched. I love Billy Joel. Obviously, coming from oh, he's the, great. The Tri-State area. He's he's top five. One of the best. Um, mm-hmm. Number one. I didn't know you could do residencies at, 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 at Madison Square Garden. That yeah. I mean, you, for some there, there's been a few because I know Fish did a residency for a while. Billy Joel has like a permanent residency. And also I want to, before I get too far into it, um, if I'm going to be talking about Billy Joel in any capacity, I have to shout out my girlfriend, Britt. She, she loves Billy Joel. She's the reason we're going to this show. She's the one who's pushed me into more deeper into the Billy Joel pool. And uh, so I can't (laughs) pretend that I'm anything of a fan compared to her. Um, But yeah, no, a fish has done a residency. Harry's doing a residency on, if you go on MSG's website, when you click on like the types of tickets you can get where it's like sports concerts, Billy Joel has his own section. It's wow. it's like Billy Joel has his own section on the MSG website for tickets. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Uh, it'll be a fun time. Um, probably contract COVID, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. didn't catch the COVID. I mean, I'm I'm I've gotten it once. How about you? Have you got you've gotten COVID, right? So I okay, I I tested positive for COVID. I'm still not convinced I caught it. Truthfully, you, I, you did. I, yeah, <laughs> Hold on, I, yeah, that is right. the definitive proof. COVID's not real, COVID. guys. Come on. No, hold on. That's that is not. No, 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 no. No, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast for that. No. Yeah. COVID is very much real. The pandemic is still happening. Wear masks. Do that's all that fun stuff. But yes. Yeah. Um, I did catch it once. It was um mm-hmm. the first. I I remember way too specifically because it was the week leading up to uh, a smash gig I was working, mm. and I needed to post a negative test within X amount of days before the event. And this is around the time where the Omicron variant was running rampant and getting tests anywhere was a pain. But I had a friend who worked as a night nurse and she was the one who was responsible for booking appointments for people online. So she was my plug on the inside where I would call her on a burner phone in in a telephone booth and be like, I need a COVID test in two days. And she'd be like, go to this place at at, 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 at seven o'clock in Saddlebrook, New Jersey, and you'll get a COVID test. And so that ended up testing positive. Yeah, it literally so was the day before the event. The gig. It was uh, the day before happens. the gig. Yeah, so yeah, I got I was pretty tight. I I tested positive on vacation, which uh, oh, sucked. that's right. Yeah, oh I was in Nashville with the aforementioned uh, girlfriend of mine, Brittany. She's the Shout absolute best. I love her. Um, we were in Nashville, and on an unrelated health scare, we had to go to the ER that day. Everything's fine. But then uh, I, when we got back, I was feeling like very tired and my body felt heavy. And then I checked and I absolutely tested positive. I was big time sick mm-hmm. uh, for like 24 to 48 hours. I was really sick. And the rest of it was just like a cough and like a uh, snotty nose. But we had to, we were supposed to, so I tested positive on a Monday. 
We were supposed to fly home on a Tuesday. So we had to cancel our flight, uh, book a car rental from Nashville, drive out to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to stay with Britt's sister in her guest room and then return the car. And then we ended up flying back a couple days later back to LaGuardia. So that was my experience with COVID where honestly the travel was more of a pain in the butt than, uh, than COVID itself where, I mean, COVID sucked. I went through the, I mean, it was like a 10 to 12 hour car ride from Nashville to Myrtle beach. I went through a whole box of tissues on the ride. Like I opened it and I closed it. I was my tissue box. I knocked it out. Uh, and yeah, um, it sucks. Uh, it's yeah. I don't know. I feel like at this point, uh, over two years into this thing, I don't need to say anything like crazy here, but no, it's uh please be careful. It still sucks yeah. and people are still susceptible. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just be nice and wash your hands and don't be a jerk. I don't know. Hey, you know who I think did a great job this past week? <laughs> and I'm going to say this is, uh, this is by no influence over who employs me. Yes. But I got to say, Crunchyroll did a hell of a job this past week with Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> yeah, listen, one, one hell of a transition. Yeah, this is the big reason why we're gathered here today. Instead of, the, you know, not talking about Sonic Frontiers trailer. <laughs> it, it just good. came out a couple hours ago. It I didn't see good. it yet. It does. I, I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Like, I go through this vicious cycle with, like, all of the things that I like ever, which is mostly just, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and Pokemon, where it's, like, I get everybody is always so, like, tepidly optimistic about like whatever the next version of that given thing is mm-hmm. and then they'll show some footage for it and i'm the type yeah. of guy where like i i you know this is why i have trust issues where it's like i'm so both feet in on something where it's just like yeah like i'm really committed to this thing i'm excited yeah. for it and then it comes oh, no, i'm out, absolutely like, getting scarlet violet there's there, i can yeah like i know that game's gonna be mine i need to get oh, scarlet no. violet when it comes oh, yeah. out like that's absolutely. happening yeah <laughs> i'm stoked but yeah I'm you were saying excited. like once you once you once it comes out and then I'm I'm both feet in on it, and then everybody else might be a little subpar about it. And then, or there's times where it's like I'll get like I don't know uh, Sonic Forces, and I talk myself into liking that game, and then mm-hmm. it's just very boring. Um, but Sonic Frontiers looks fun. I I don't know, it looks, man. It's not for me. Um, I think just I don't know. I nothing about that game excites me. But I am friends with you, and I am friends with Cameron, so I have to objectively be like, it doesn't look bad. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I have to tell, I have to, sw- I have to swallow a decent amount of Sonic stuff uh, out of just symbiosis. But uh, hey, you know what stuff I was happily, happily ready to watch and consume? Well, that would be Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah, listen. Um, when I was going through, you know, uh, I am a newly uh, Cinemark Movie Pass member. Um, Congratulations, because, yeah, Mazel tov. I, yeah, shalom. Um, I've been finding myself. I'm not Jewish, for the record. <laughs> Please uh, have this for, uh, add this to the record. Uh, both me and John are not Jewish. No, um, we are goys. Yes, but um, listen, I I've been finding myself going to the movies more and more uh, often since the beginning of the year, just because it's something that's kind of helped pass the time. It's been a rough year, you know, for everybody. I'm sure, but you know, the movies are I, great. Uh, I, I recently have, I mean, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, I have come to terms that the, the point in my life where I am most happiest is in a movie theater. Like, yeah. like if you want to see, like, like my happy place, it is me sitting down in a theater watching a film. Like, that that has been my number one thing. I've, I've gone to the, I've gone to movies more times than I can remember this year, let alone since they've reopened last April. Um, yeah. I same. went to, uh, I went to two different Nighthawk location. I went to two different Nighthawk locations within the span of like a couple days of each other recently. Wow. Um, 
yeah, I went, I, I love it. I love going to the movies. And when I saw um, Dragon Ball Super was coming out, I got together our mutual friends, Joe Sway and Mike, who the three of us went to go see uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly or Legends of Bro- Legend of Broly. I forget the name of it right now. I think it says Broly. We saw, you think you're right. We, yeah. saw the, we saw the Broly film together. So I was like, hey, Super's coming, Superhero's coming out. We got to see it. So that's what we did. We uh, we got together. We went to uh, the Nighthawk. That was the other time I watched the Nighthawk. And uh, yeah, I had a wonderful time watching this movie. I thought it was so cool, but we'll get into that. I got a question for you, my dear friend. Absolutely. Did you catch it subbed or dubbed? So I'm glad you brought this up because this is something I was going to talk talk about about regardless. So I mentioned at the top of the podcast that there are many tent poles to the foundation of my personality. Sonic the Hedgehog is one of them. Pokemon Mm -hmm. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z and just Dragon Ball as a media is very much the third tentpole of my life. Oh, it's the gateway anime. I yeah. would say. I, I would as, agree for for guys. Yeah, for boys like, are you know in our generation. Almost absolutely. every guy who watches anime started on Dragon Ball Z or something <laughs> similar to it. Yeah. So I love Dragon Ball. I watched Dragon Ball Z religiously growing up, like any kid in our age bracket, I'm sure did. Um, had to collect the toys. Had to. Yep. Absolutely. I did. I collected the toys. I had merchandise. Ooh. I have. There's a photo. Around, I have to show to see you at some point. I might actually use it yeah. as a picture for the podcast oh, do this it. week. It's a picture of me as Goku in the, in the second grade. Uh, uh, I I remember when remember when Mike aforementioned Mike. Uh, yeah. He dressed up as Goku <laughs> at our remember, one Halloween party, where you were dressed up as Mr. Crocker. Yeah, I do remember. We could post. That. I, I don't know. I don't want to say we could post that one. I got to talk to Mike before I say <laughs> post that. Um, Consent from friend of the podcast, Mike. Yeah. Uh, no. So, what was your favorite? Quick, quick sidebar. What was your favorite um, DBZ toy growing up? Oh man, I had two that I really liked. Um, Let's see. I, I have two as well that came to mind. So the, f- the one that comes to mind first is uh, I had a, a Super Saiyan Trunks toy. And it had this feature where, like, if you like flicked a thing on the side of him, you would do like a like a like a roundhouse kick. That okay. was really cool. Um, but my favorite Dragon Ball Z toy of all time was a Super Saiyan Two Teen Gohan toy, where like the limbs were all flexible. It came with in a oh, kit of everything. Cool. He was so cool. And without spoiling my thoughts in the movie, Gohan is one of my favorite characters, and just not just in in Dragon Ball, but in, in, in fictional media, he is yeah. A great character. That one's great. So, so I was. Um, that was one of my favorites growing up. Truthfully, my two favorites. Uh, I think so. I started watching DBZ as it was airing on Cartoon Network, the dub, mm-hmm. and so I caught it through a friend. I was like, he was like, he had some of the toys hanging around his house or something, and I was like, what's this? He goes, oh, it's called Dragon Ball Z. So I probably picked up at like the tail end of like the Cell Saga, or maybe like the middle of the Cell Saga. So I got into it and like, but I think the first saga that I saw like start to finish as it was airing on Cartoon Network was the Boo mm-hmm. Saga. So my two favorite figures were Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, uh, this tiny little one that was like, just it was a smaller figure. And then I also had a Kid <laughs> Boo figure that I loved. So those Big two were my absolute favorites. I also had this one like, um, what's like the tall adult version of Boo? Like Slim Boo? Oh, Super Boo? <laughs> Super Boo, yeah. That's so what I had called, one of his. I, I, I had a Super Boo figure that... Um, <laughs> that was oh, very talking. stretchy I've got to show for the podcast. yeah go for it it was a it was a very stretchy super boo where it was almost like a um stretch armstrong and you could just like stretch it out super far and like it was fun to mess around with but me being a boy i ripped it off very quickly <laughs> and then realized that underneath it was just like this little husk of a mannequin with like nothing but like nothing past the shoulders and like just no features whatsoever but it was great it was a cool toy for like the the week that it wasn't broken 
to speak uh, for my fandom, uh, I have this in my description. Oh hell house. yeah, I love that. Yeah, but I I love I love, I love Gohan. He's 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 one of the again he's he's one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball. But yeah, Gohan rocks. Yeah, to answer your initial question, uh, I watch it dubbed because I can I can't for the life of me. I listen. I am not a sub versus dub guy. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You do what you want. There are certain shows where I let, I can watch them subbed. It's fine. I prefer it that way. But when it comes to like those like classic like it shows that I grew up with, what you grew up on, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. The, the Japanese dub of Dragon Ball just is it's too weird. So to me, man, it's so it's I, so foreign to me. I saw it subbed. Um, I would have preferred to see it dubbed. I think just because that's the voices that I'm familiar with. But at this location, the dub was the first screening of the day. Then everything else was subbed. Um, okay. That being said, I've since like grown accustomed to Goku's uh, Goku and Gohan's uh, young voice being yes. the permanent voice of the character, <laughs> and it didn't bother me too much. Um, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what uh, the differences were between the two. Um, but yeah, I'll let you steer the ship, man. It's your podcast. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah. So again, this is just here's your uh, your last spoiler warning. Here uh, we will be talking about Dragon Ball Super superhero uh again number one film in the box office this past weekend uh gross 21 number one in the usa it's it's only growing baby yeah it's uh gross 53 according to wikipedia 53.1 million dollars worldwide so far keep it coming baby keep the money and guess what's next one piece film red subscribe to crunchyroll yeah (laughs) Uh, i also should say uh my opinions on this are my own and not my employer's um, yes, 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 yes. Precursor <laughs> yeah. up top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I believe now, if I believe correctly, now just for a quick synopsis of the film, again, I believe this film te- is a technical sequel to the to Broly. Um Yes, it at, is. At, at did you least, see Broly? I did see Broly. I liked it a lot. I Broly I, Broly was really good. Um yeah, continue. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I um I really like a lot of the Dragon Ball Z movies. I know that a lot of them are like very hit or miss, but like some of my favorite characters, like in the canon, come from these movies. Like one of my favorite m- movies, uh, or like one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball is Final Form Janemba, when he's like the red and like purple guy. He has he's in one of the Budokai games. My phone, real quick. Yeah, he he uses the name sounds familiar, but unfortunately, the image is not clicking for me. He he's a, like he's in some of the Budokai games, and he uses a sword, and he's super fucking cool. Um, he was in one of the I oh the okay yeah I've seen this guy I've seen this guy yeah he was he was in like um that was you the still do a video Bridget. podcast yes there you go friends there you go yeah Janemba's hella cool yeah, yeah Janemba looks like a uh, looks like a, a downright bad guy yeah <laughs> yeah he makes his uh it's fusion reborn that's the movie that I was thinking of that's the movie mm, that introduces okay. Gogeta um. And that movie, again, and not he, Vegito, not, not Vegito, not Vegito, very different. <laughs> Instead, uh, it is Gogeta, who I believe, in my opinion, cooler. IMO, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> Pretty lukewarm take with my air conditioning. Yeah, um, but yeah, so this uh, film is a direct sequel to that. It it is a uh, Piccolo and Gohan focused story uh, because this is set in the timeline where Goku and Vegeta are off Earth training with Beerus and Whis. Or Weiss, excuse me. Um, and, yeah. and Broly. And Broly. Broly is there. Broly's there, too. <laughs> Broly is there trying not to, to cause a uh, a ruckus. Um, but yeah, so this uh, film also shows the reintroduction of the Red Ribbon Army. Uh, originally, what a, By the way, I just want to go on record. Red Ribbon Army, what a cool-sounding evil group. 
Yeah. Right. And like a badass logo. Like I love the red ribbon army. I think it's super cool. Yeah. And some, some, some really cool. Again, if you're a, a long, if you're a long time Dragon Ball fan, I think my spoiler free synopsis of this movie is that whether it's from day one to like day, wherever we are now in, in Dragon Ball super, there's something in this movie for everybody. Um, and I think as someone who primarily as, you know, again, I like Dragon Ball super. I, I've, I've watched everything. It's great, but I it um nothing hits just nothing hits home to me like the like the original stuff does, especially yeah. Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball. Um, yeah. so seeing the Red Ribbon Army, you know, uh, seeing those flashbacks of of Goku just wrecking stuff as a child. I have fond memories of of Goku just you know taking down this this uh, this government technology facility, uh, which has been hiding in plain sight as Red Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Yeah, not a great. Funny. It's a re, it's a real Clark Kent in the glasses situation where it's like minimal <laughs> effort to try to hide it. Yeah, like nobody put two and two together on this. Uh, but yeah, so this film focuses on uh, the grandson, uh, or excuse me, the son of the uh, of Commander Red uh, Magenta, who, by the way, do you, I don't know if you noticed or not. Do you know who voices him in the English dub? Uh, I'm not. Tr- I'm not sure. You're not. You're not going to believe me when I tell you this. Go for it's, it. It's Charles Martinet. I knew he was in it. I, I so um, through work. I, I unfortunately I'm not based out of the uh, West Coast, so I'm on e- I'm an East Coast Crunchyroll employee. Uh, but my friends got to go to the premiere, and one of them told the story about like Charles Martinet just like sneaking up behind him and like saying "Excuse me," like not in kind of like a Mario esque voice. So I knew he was in the film. That being said, excellent casting. Like that's the right call for a little creepy guy like Magenta. <laughs> I I it was I thought it was so cool. Um. But yeah, so Magenta is uh, again trying to put you know bring together the greatness of what the Red Ribbon Army was. He does so with his right hand man Crimson. With yeah, <laughs> Crimson gets a couple good jokes in this movie. I think Crimson's pretty funny. I'm, I'm a fan. There's, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the humor uh, as, as we move yeah. on. But uh, uh, very, very funny stuff. Uh, Crimson, I believe, in the dub is named uh, Carmine. I believe also. Uh, oh, I think it Italian. might have been Carmine. It was yeah. Crimson. I, I might be making up the name Crimson. Oh, jeez. Oh, my credentials. Oh, uh, jeez, uh, Rick. Uh, no, but it's it's fine. We'll we'll, we'll get there. I believe. Where did I get Crimson from? Because it was Red Ribbon. Cause, yeah, because because Dragon Ball is, is very original with their names. So I wouldn't have put yeah. it past you. Um, yeah. So they do so by recruiting the surviving grandson of Doctor Jiro, uh, famously, uh, you know, the creator of the androids. Uh, we also also fun little. Uh, cameo in the first scene, we get to see Android 21 uh, make her, I think, official debut in a Dragon Ball. Yeah, video. she's officially canon uh, from the Dragon Ball Fighters game. Yeah, she's um, the wife of Dr. Jiro, I believe. I could not follow it, honestly. Um, let me see. Let me see. It I, says here in the Wikipedia The family tree was a bit messy. Was. Yeah. It's, it says some. Uh, I think she was his wife, and then there, his son was the model for Android 16 and then that guy is is Dr. Hito's father. I think it's what that is. Dragon Ball Wiki might be okay. to me. I'll, I'll have to take another look at the family tree another time. I just know that uh that uh Magenta brought in broke or paid off the bail or something picked up from jail Dr. Hito who could only be described as a little Gru. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He's, he looks he looks and acts so much like Gru from Minions. <laughs> it's very Gru esque, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is fine. Um, but yeah, we get introduced to these characters early. There's a lot of exposition, some really funny humor. Of, as as per the norm for every Dragon Ball movie ever. Yeah, there's a lot of talking. Have the exposition. A lot of talking, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. Um, 
so yeah, we get we get introduced to all these new characters up front. Um, and then we uh fast forward to everybody's favorite dad, my favorite dad, uh Piccolo, uh doing some some Saiyan training with Pan. Uh Pan, I'm blinking her Can official I? debut in a Dragon Ball like canon wise, I, I believe. I wanna say for, for Pan real quick. So like Pan obviously shows up at the end of uh well obviously is in GT. It's one of the main characters in GT. Yes. Yes. Um, she also, I believe, shows up at the very tail end of Z. I could be wrong there. I think um, it's like a baby. Yes. Um, okay. I, yes, you're correct. So when I see that there's this kid, I'm like, oh, it's another like Goku offspring or something like that. As soon as I saw the name Pan, I lit up. And I'm so happy I lit up because I will go ahead and say it. Pan steals the show the whole movie. Pan yes, is such great. a fun character, so funny, and is just like, her and Piccolo have such a good dynamic. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I believe the saga she shows up in is called the Peaceful World Saga, uh, which Pan, I believe, is like four years old. So this movie takes place technically a year before any of that happens. Um, okay. If you, if, if you want to go with the anime logic. Um, but yeah, she's she she seals the show for me. Um, little three-year-old Pan training with, with Piccolo. Uh, super funny, super fun, great comic relief. Uh, watching her Naruto run to school was hilarious. Um, but yeah, and then we kind of get a look at what Piccolo's life is doing. I hate that he holds a cell phone like this, it bothers me deeply. Oh, um, I thought it was good because like he's so, so like he's so not used to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he and you can also tell he did not pick out his phone case, no. like, it's, it's like a big cat, and so I think like, it makes sense. It would be weird if Piccolo knew how to operate a smartphone. Right, like I agree, it would be very strange. No, I, I think it makes sense for Piccolo to like manhandle his smartphone like it is like a weird utensil that he's never seen before. <laughs> and it's it's so funny. Like it's the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a recurring thing, and it's just so fucking funny. Like seeing like actual like cell phones and smartphones and in, in the Dragon Ball canon, I thought would be less weird because of everything else that goes around. But I'm like, it's a little jarring. But I dug it. It was fun visual humor. At first, yeah. I mean, the only time that I really like made myself go, hmm, what, what's going on here? Uh, is when as uh, Magenta picks up Carmine and pitches to him like, hey, uh, we need to build a superhuman to fight these villains. And he starts pitching Goku and Bulma's crew. Bulma specifically because she is the CEO of Capsule Corp. Yes. Like she's the boss of Capsule Corp. Yes. So um, Magenta pitches to Hito saying like, hey, I know you want to be a superhero, but I know you love that stuff. And we found these bad guys and he's lying to Hito pitching Goku and his friends are bad guys. And one of the videos that he uses to show it is, um, I believe trunks killing Frieza. Yes. Which like, Oh cool. You rewrote it a little bit so that someone was filming it on a smartphone, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, trunks also have time traveled. I can't be mad about a cell phone. Like sure. exactly. Yeah. Um, there's little stuff like that, which I think is fun. Um, but yeah, so then we get introduced uh, very quickly to one of our uh, antagonists in the movie, uh, the latest addition to the Androids families, uh, Gamma 2, in this instance, uh, soon to be followed mm -hmm. by the brother Gamma 1. Uh, there's a little bit of a scrap that takes place, uh, and then comes a lot more exposition, you know, for, again, typical Dragon Ball stuff. So I'll say, um, before we breeze past the scrap, I do want to point out uh, something that was very funny that I wish they followed up on more throughout the movie, is that in true superhero fashion... When Gamma Two landed a blow on Piccolo, uh, the big like cartoon like bam, yes. biff, like Batman style text showed up in the background, and Piccolo commented being like, 
why are there words here? And I wish that was followed up throughout the movie. I mean, it kind of is, but by the third act, it's completely gone. Yes. They also make that joke in the dub, which I thought was hilarious. Oh yeah. No, the joke totally landed for us uh, through the sub. It's so good. I was, and I, again, very funny. This movie is, is is incredible. Yeah. No, genuine, genuine laughs here. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I love the over, uh, exuberance of Gamma. Again, I, I love that he's, you know, he, oh. he's, he's a superhero. He's he, him. And, and Gamma and, two is so concerned about his image as a superhero. <laughs> he is just like constantly trying to pose correctly, say a cool thing. It's such an endearing quality, which comes into play later on in the film. Yeah. And also does not let up on the King Piccolo thing, which deeply bothers Piccolo. Oh, I love it because I don't know if they, I don't know if this was in the I'm assuming it was in the dub as well. They keep making jokes about like which version of Piccolo are you? It's like it's a long story. I don't have time to explain. Yeah, they, they, I am Piccolo. <laughs> like because Piccolo has just like fused so many times and like is so many people. <laughs> like yeah, it was they, it was a really fun little joke of just being like yeah, Piccolo's gone through a lot of shit. Like yeah, the way they do it, in the, the way they do it in the dub, they they do it as Piccolo's just like I really don't have time to explain this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, similar it's, thing it's, in the sub. It's, it's the yeah. same concept. Um, but yeah, so then we you know we get word of um, <laughs> we we get a, a, an interesting look after the whole scrap you know goes down and Gamma believes to have defeated Piccolo. Uh, before Piccolo sets off on his uh of chores of picking up hand from preschool because Gohan and Videl cannot. Um, I, I love that we, we get introduced to one of our, again, one of the main central conflicts in this movie where Piccolo thinks that Gohan's gone soft on him. Uh, well, I, I think also on a greater scale, not just going soft, he is trying to right the wrongs that Goku performed on to Gohan. Right. Right. Like yeah. Goku was a terrible father to Gohan. It's a running joke amongst the fandom. And Go- Piccolo sees Gohan ignoring Pan for his work which his hyperbolic time chamber is doing an article about bugs, That's like a research paper saying. on bugs. Yeah. <laughs> so Piccolo sees that and he has zero patience for it. It's like, you need to be a father like in, in so many words. Like he's like kind of pushing and being like, don't be like your dad. You're better than that. I know that you are capable of being the strongest living thing in the universe. <laughs> Yeah, and that's also a, a major talking point throughout multiple points on the movie, where everybody mentions how Gohan was once looked at uh, to be a, a greater warrior than his father. Um, and I, I do, I love that they're, you know, they're teaching us these very, you know, real life lessons about, you know, work life balance in a Dragon yeah, Ball movie. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, absolutely. yeah, that's great. I love that. Because again, it's it's no joke in the fandom, and every review that I've watched has has mentioned this too. Goku's you have a to ter- acknowledge it. Goku's a terrible father. <laughs> he yeah, means well. terrible dad, terrible to granddad. Yeah. He's, he's a terrible he's a terrible father. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that's what's really cool though. I mean, that was the first sign of me watching this movie of being like, oh no, there's like there's something to this. It's not just like a Dragon Ball episode. Like there is a deeper. Like there's some morals to it, right? And I feel like yeah. that's something that I think Broly kind of lacked. And not that I was like looking for it in Broly. Like I was looking for a fun Dragon Ball movie. I got it. But this time I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like there's like you see Piccolo trying to break the chain with Gohan being a better father and trying to push him towards being a better dad. Yeah. While also penning it into the thing is like, oh, you don't know when the next, you know, catastrophe, you know, uh, you know, event is going to happen on Earth. And then which Gohan, is also a great lesson. You got to yeah. be prepared. <laughs> you got to be prepared for when bad shit happens because Goku oh, and Vegeta some, are not here. Something cool that I liked uh, was just it's been so long since Gohan wore the gear, like his proper training gear, which also they draw Gohan a little bit slimmer when he's not yes. in his gear. Like he looks kind of like skinny, almost like 
thin. So it's like, oh man, he hasn't been training for a while. And then as soon as he puts on the gear, which Piccolo also now has the power to change someone else's clothing. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Love it. Um, it. It's so heavy that like Gohan kind of wobbles around a little bit and you realize like, oh yeah, I forget that they are like super Saiyan. Like they're not super, I mean, they're Saiyans. They are like a superhuman breed. So like they are like what they consider just like the weight of clothing would be super heavy to us as normal people. Right. I feel like that was probably touched on in like the first episode of Dragon Ball and then not really brought up again if it was touched on at all. But I like that like added visual. It was a fun joke. Yeah. I've always loved the concept that like everybody just wears weighted clothing and that's why everyone moves so fast. Like I just think that's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's fucking hilarious and it's real cool. And also, like you mentioned, just visually, it's like, again, as someone that has, has watched Dragon Ball throughout his iterations, like go, go, Gohan in, in the Piccolo Gi. Like with the whole setup and the shoulder pads awesome. and everything, he looks great. It, it just brings back so many yeah. memories. There's so many times throughout this movie, I'm just like smiling like an idiot because I'm I'm reminded of why I love this franchise so much. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, <laughs> go, get again. Piccolo and Gohan have a a small scrap. <laughs> uh, again, a lot of scrapping in this movie. Uh, but then yeah. you know, Piccolo punches him in the gut and is just like, all right. I encourage you to keep, you know, keep on training while you're working and I'm going to go pick up your daughter from preschool. So. Oh, also there was a little Videl cameo earlier in there too, because, yes. uh, that Videl, uh, FaceTimed, uh, Piccolo. I'm like, Oh cool. Videl's here. Uh, which leads me to my second complaint. They talk about Mr. Satan or Hercule. I'll call him Hercule. Cause that's what I grew up calling him. Yes. In the, it, but it's Mr. Satan. I know is the real name. They talk about him so much. Give me one little bit. Give me one little scene with him, and I would have been happy. Yeah, so I'm a little disappointed about my, my lack of. I'll, I'll be. I'll survive without my little Mr. Satan dream scene. Just like him talking, you know, him talking to a, uh, I don't know, Boo or something like that. You know, because that that's 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 like. Oh no, Boo! I. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a second, but I like how they wrote off Boo. But we should probably uh, <laughs> keep going because I really want to talk about the third act. There's so much I want to say about that, but we need to get through the meat and potatoes so far to get to the dessert. Yeah, so we we get to a lot of where the um, the meat and potatoes of, of what the plot's eventually going to be here. Uh, Piccolo beats up a guard uh, in the Red Ribbon Base after uh, tailing um, what's his face Gamma one, uh, Gamma two. Uh, back to where the Red Ribbon Army's hiding. Uh, he ends up, you know, uh, sitting in on a meeting <laughs> where everyone's just kind of talking exponentially about what's going on. Uh, you know, we're getting word of how, again, everybody thinks that uh, you know, the Capital Corporation is a front for, a- for aliens, <laughs> which I think is <laughs> very, very funny. In a world where mm-hmm. there's Fox people walking around and, like, people are, like, hanging out with dragons, like, aliens are the biggest concerns. To be fair, like, they're right. Like, like they are aliens. Like they're not from planet Earth. The majority of them. This is true. It's just krilling in a bunch of aliens. <laughs> that should be the name of the show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have some thoughts about krillin, but we'll get there later. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to krillin. We're we're, we're gonna get to krillin. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, we get us introduced to what eventually becomes the MacGuffin in this movie, uh, that they are making Cell is being reborn as this time as Cell Max. So something they do, which at this point I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the movie or you're okay with spoilers. Yes. They do something that, um, I think is done very similarly to films like Jaws or even like Predator mm-hmm. where, and Godzilla, I think, in the very first Godzilla movie, where they talk about this big looming threat and they don't show it. They don't yeah. show it for a long time. And the way they talk about Cell Max, it's like kind of in passing. And Dr. Hito's just like, I, okay, yeah, we're working on Cell Max, but also I'm focusing on my heroes, like Gamma 1 and Gamma 2. Like they're my pet projects. 
So they kind of set it up in a way where it could just be a throwaway line. So they don't show like any like they don't show any visuals that lead towards Cell Max actually being worked on. As far as you know, Hito could be lying. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell he has no interest in Cell Max. And then it ends up paying off in spades in the third act, which I have, again, mm-hmm. just so much to talk about with Cell Max. I Cell Max is so effing cool. I loved it so much. Um but yeah, so that is like that that's what I really like about it is that they they allude to it without actually showing anything, kind of build up like to us it's like, well, we know cell, but like a new cell, like technologies change. How strong could he be? Yeah. And it also seems like, as far as you're concerned, Gamble one and two are the big bads of this movie at this mm-hmm. point. So you don't really think like you don't think twice about that. You're just like, okay, yeah, cell max, let's keep going. Yeah, and that's what all the promotional material led led you to believe. And again, I love it when it's you know, I love a misdirect. Uh, especially when it pays off the way that it did, like you mentioned. But yeah, we get all the information about Cell Max, how you know Magenta wants to, uh, how Magenta wants to utilize it. Doctor Hito is hesitant, it's like now these two are my magnum opus; they're going to take care of it. So in this instance, go, uh, Piccolo takes this information, uh, slips away, uh, contacts Bulma, is like, "Hey, listen, we got to get in touch with Vegeta and Goku because bad shit's about to happen." And then we. Uh, we, we get our breakaway to what's happening with uh, we that. cut to the obligatory Goku Vegeta scene that this movie had to have because Dragon Ball is in the title and I'll say it's fun it's cool it's essentially to summarize it very quickly Goku and Broly are, are sparring Broly's about to lose his temper and Goku's like Mm-mm, no you can't do that and then uh, then was it Wiz is that Wiz. the name of the Wiz. Uh, Wiz okay Wiz is out and it's like Ah, well, you all should be training anyway. Lord Beerus needs to find someone suitable to fight. And it encourages a big sparring match between... Now, I think it was initially between the three of them, but it ends up being just between Goku and Vegeta. Um, They start fighting. Beerus is hungry. He starts eating ice cream. And the big thing is that Beerus throws an ice cream carton over top of (laughs) the communication device that uh, Whis has with Bulma. So, at this point... They are so entertained by the two greatest Saiyans of all time fighting each other <laughs> that they could not be bothered by this call about a, a danger on another planet that, they, that honestly is not a threat to them directly. Yeah. This is like the most. I think that summarizes the, the whole thing, right? This, like, it's, it's the least consequential part of the movie. You pretty much. Oh, no, no. It, 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 is, it is purely just to get Goku and Vegeta in the movie. Yeah. Like, that's it. And it, it does its job fine. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's just like, at that point, I was just like, okay, okay, I get it. Let's get back to, like, what's going on with Piccolo. And I think this is a greater comment to like, to like Dragon Ball as a whole is while like the main characters of Goku and Vegeta are so good. It's the supporting cast and how much the fans care about them that really make the show a bit more of like a legacy, right? Like people love Piccolo. People love Gohan. Mm -hmm. And this movie relies solely on the supporting cast of Dragon Ball. And I think it's really cool to see a movie like that succeed. Yeah. Again, Goku and Vegeta are really just here for this cup of coffee to just show that they're here and they're they exist. Um, and yeah, so uh, Whis cannot answer Bulma's call. Uh, so um, we eventually uh, fast forward back to Earth, where uh, you know Veg- uh, Piccolo's next step in his equation is to get Sensu Beans, where we get cameos from Yajirobe, my goat, my man, big my fan. man Yajirobe. Yeah, does well, not. That has, does not have to say anything, which is does, does, does not have a single line. Um, <laughs> Yashirobi sits there. I forget the cat's name, but the cat's name. Uh, Corin. Um, Corin. There we go. Uh, and also, at this point, Bulma explains that everyone else is busy, and they explain that Majin Buu is on his rest year, where he just <laughs> sleeps for a year. 
and cannot be bothered. Okay. And it cuts to a throwaway of just Boo like lounging in a chair. It's such a good joke. <laughs> So it's such like, a good way. It's like booze out of the equation and it's Piccolo being like, okay, I have to rely on all my other friends who are stronger than me. They're all busy. F it. I need to go get a Senzu bean and do this thing myself. Yeah. And so gets the Senzu beans. I think there's only two of them left. Um, Yajirobe starting to grow a little beard. Very cool to see. <laughs> yeah, and then healthy. I think the, I think the next plot point is the Shenron wish. Uh, yes, uh, Piccolo scales the rest of Corrin's tower where he uh, inevitably remembers, and again, a great callback to an earlier part of Dragon Ball Z where he remembers, oh yeah, uh, Dende is, is technically part of, of the Namekian oh, race. Oh my god, I forgot he, about yeah, Dende! Yeah, where we get a, a Dende appearance here where he's like, oh hey Dende, you're part of the Namekian race that can, uh, you know, uh, awaken someone's dormant powers, uh, as what the, what the Grand Elder uh, guru did during the the, uh, the Frieza saga to Gohan and, and, and Krillin. So he's like, can you do that to me? And Dende's just like, nah, man, I'm not old enough yet. <laughs> so yeah. that's when you, we inevitably get our, our peak at uh, Dende upgrading the dragon to do one wish to, to three. Yeah. Which is so cool. here's the thing that I don't think... No, no. So here's the thing. He did not upgrade it in the movie to get three wishes. That was done prior to the movie, but after Broly... Because he upgrades it to give them to make to do an even better like blessing of power. Because okay. the way he says it in the movie is like, "Oh, I can upgrade it just like I did to upgrade it to three wishes." So it's kind of just like this weird, very expository, "Don't think about it too much" dialogue, right. which is then followed up with probably the peak of "Don't think about it too much" dialogue, which is just, "Oh yeah, Bulma has all seven Dragon Balls." <laughs> Yes, just chilling at her house. Yeah, we we inevitably figure out that all of the Dragon Balls are with Tech Capsule Corporation. Uh, Bulma has hired interns uh, to get the Dragon. I mean, balls for I her. I shouldn't be mad because like <laughs> in uh what was it um Battle of the Gods they were raffling off. There was a bingo game prize. Was one of the Dragon Balls. Yeah, that right. Gets, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. So You're like right. whatever, but it's just like the fact that all seven are just with Bulma, and it's just like hmm, okay, like. I don't know. I love Balma though. And then you get a shot of Balma's big fat butt. Yes. There's a lot of uh, more of Balma's butt than I was expecting in this movie, but but not um, the only butt in this movie. No, you're right. There's there's another butt. Um no if ands, but definitely a butt. Uh but yeah, we we get to our our next scene here uh where we see Piccolo meet up with Bulma, uh summon Shenron. Uh, I don't know how this carried over in in the in the sub, but in the dub, uh, it was I like cackled. It was so fucking funny. Where Shenron is summoned, he's going through his whole spiel, and then he just stops. He's like, "Oh, hey, Piccolo, what's up?" Yeah, oh no, no, it was it was very similar to that. But like, I think because uh, we don't understand Japanese, like the dialect or like the change of tone was just like not that pepper. It was like, "Oh, Piccolo, hello." And it was just kind of moving on, but I, I laughed at that scene. It was very good. It was so funny to watch Shenron just go straight business casual. I'm just like, yo, that was I was not oh, expecting. Piccolo, that. it's it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> which which got me thinking, and I, I tried to find this beforehand, but I couldn't. Like, has Piccolo ever summoned the Dragon Balls himself? I I don't, I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. Um, no. 
but yeah, so we, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is that's pretty much just the the cuts for this whole film. Love it though, more Piccolo content, please. Um, yeah, so uh, Piccolo <laughs> explains to Bulma, he's like, I only need one wish. I'm going to wish for Shenron to unlock my dormant potential, uh, and then which uh, allows Piccolo to turn. A, I don't know if if it was just me. Yellow. He turns. Yeah, he, yellow. he turns yellow. He does this color a little bit. He turns like a greenish, like a pickle yellow. Yes. <laughs> like a pickle green. And then uh, Shenron also says that he sprinkled on a little bit extra. And then uh, for the last two wishes, which again, I don't know why they did, why they made it three wishes when there's only one wish that matters. Yeah. The other two wishes are for Bulma to have a firmer butt and for <laughs> her to have less wrinkles around her eyes. <laughs> which is, um, it's, and <laughs> Shenron's like, okay, goodbye. And he, he doesn't. <laughs> Bye, yeah. see ya. Which, which leads to a funny scene of of, of uh, Piccolo chastising Bulma, being like, you're gonna just wish for Goku and Vegeta to be here. Like, yeah. Like, don't wish for that. Don't wish for the Red Ribbon Army to go away. Like, whatever. Whatever. It's it's yeah. fun. It's a weird place to put a joke, but the joke landed, I think. Um, and then, the next big thing is that Goku, Piccolo now goes back to the Red Ribbon Army base and finds out they have a plot to kidnap Pan's to kidnap Pan to extract Gohan. So Piccolo's like, well, I'm going to make sure I'm there to kidnap her because I, I know where she lives. And so he goes there with this big hulking dude and they go to pick up Pan from preschool and Pan beats the shit out of this dude. <laughs> this and this so dude happy. is like, I think eight times the size of Pan. Yes. And Pan knocks him on his ass in one punch. <laughs> it is such a good visual. Also, side note, Piccolo knows uh, Pan's first fans preschool teacher on a first name yeah basis. he calls her janet <laughs> i'm just like he knows her by name that's so cool. like piccolo is again best dad like, i agree he's you yeah. can tell he's done this before so, like oh man just the whole pan yeah. the like the the pan piccolo relationship just melted my fucking heart it was so, so cool. they get they get back on the plane uh record a little hostage video at this point pan knows that piccolo is there and piccolo's like we're just gonna do this get your dad here just pretend that you're in danger and so they record a video, bring Pan back. They then go to pick up Gohan, show Gohan the video. This unlocks <laughs> Gohan's anger, makes him go Super Saiyan, beats the crap out of these guys. They fly back. Piccolo has still not revealed himself yet. This leads to, and I'm sorry if I'm skipping any, over anything. No, so you're, this, good. I, you're, you're I, good. Yeah, yeah. This leads to a big fight between Gamma 1 and Gohan. Yeah. And, They're fighting. Yep. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, this, this, there, uh, I think the only thing that I, I found funny is that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, when Gohan just like flicks the gun out of the guy's hand, also he completely oh, destroys. So his, he completely devalues his pop his, his property value by going Super Saiyan. Like there's a massive oh, yeah, yeah. in his he, front yard now. He straight up like makes his house fall into a hole, <laughs> and like Videl still not home yet. Yeah, um, <laughs> where's she been all day? She was running errands. Uh, that's it right. Was in the, it was in the Facetime. Yeah, for for her for her kung fu uh, fitness class. Uh, so while. While Gohan's fighting, he is like full Super Saiyan 2, throwing away his glasses finally. And then, like, still kind of like going toe to toe with the Gammas. Then Piccolo just whispers to Pan, like, just scream, Ow, you're hurting me. She does so. This unlocks, like, a even stronger version of Gohan, where he just destroys the two of them. Yes. And this then leads, Piccolo jumps into the fight, so it's the two Gammas fighting uh, Piccolo and Gohan. And over time, Piccolo's like, why are you fighting me? I don't get it. Uh, it's a... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no. There's a great part, and it's the introduction of a new form for Piccolo. 
Yes, and also the the form of when um when Gohan powers up, I believe, is the allusion to his potential unleashed form. Uh, which he, that's an insane name. I'm not yeah. going to call it. So basically, basically Gohan's, if I remember correctly, Gohan unleashed Gohan, unleashed Gohan. He, he obtains this form during the, the Buu saga. Um, this, I think mm. this is right after, I think it's right after super Buu becomes a thing and then super Buu absorbs him, And that's how he becomes so strong. But basically Gohan's potential is like, hey, is, hey, is unlocked. At this hey, Koopa. Koopa. Yeah. You said super booby. I did say super booby. <laughs> so yeah while they're fighting um piccolo gets knocked down this chasm and as a fan growing up watching dbz you were always thinking wouldn't it be cool if piccolo went super saiyan <laughs> like the whole time you're thinking like it'd be cool if piccolo would go super saiyan well, he essentially does by going into this new form where he has a chiseled jawline. He's freaking huge, turns orange, has these his antennas go up like little de- demon horns, the Demon King Piccolo. Yes. And the best part is that like Gamma 2 runs up to him and Piccolo, like it's like nothing. They're throwing all their punches. They're shooting at him. He's just standing there still, immediately wrecks all of them. And during that fight, they ask the Gammas like, hey why are you fighting us? Why do you, you were told we're the bad guys. What if you were lied to? And it makes these two characters, the gammas more sympathetic. Cause they're just trying to do their thing. They're just doing what they're told. Them and Hito were lied to. And yep. then like, while all that's happening, like they've decided they're fine. They're cool. Gammas and Saiyans get along. Great. Then Magenta and Carmine try to get away. Pan immediately bodies Carmine. Like, Smoked. just destroys Carmine. Then it leads to a Magenta Hito fight, which is really, really cool because, like, he, um, Magenta shoots at Hito and Hito's like, Don't you remember? My suit resists impact to a very high degree. It's like, Well, you're not the only one with a suit. Rips it off. <laughs> He's just this ripped little dude with body armor made from, like, mech stuff. They start fighting. They start fighting. The whole reason why is because, um, is because Magenta's trying to activate Cell Max, release yes. Cell Max into the world to complete the Red Ribbon Army's goal of destroying the Saiyans and taking over the planet. This is when I'm like, at this point, because when they solved the Gamma thing, I'm like, oh, it's kind of early in the movie. I didn't realize that like the Gammas are there. Then, as they're about, like, as Magenta is dying, he slams his fist as hard as he can onto this big red button. Yep, never good. And cell max is being unleashed you see this countdown you see all this shit going on and then the best part is it's just like in jaws where they only show (laughs) the animatronic a little bit because Mm -hmm. they knew the animatronic looked kind of crappy they do not show you the full thing of cell max they see what you look familiar with cell except now he's red and they show close-ups and all this stuff you don't see the full body cell max rises and i love this because at this point now i think the other the other available like people with the crew, so Android 18, Goten, Trunks, Krillin, Bulma are have all arrived. Correct. And this is where it's like there's a line where it's like, I summoned the the strongest people on earth and Krillin. <laughs> and that's just the first of many dunkings that happens to Krillin. Yeah, so first and foremost, I just want to point this out. Uh Krillin is has always been one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball. He's a cop. He's a cop. He's a cop. <laughs> We know we no longer 
Sorry, man. I hate to, hate to break it to you. A-cap includes Krillin. A-cap does include Krillin now, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> All cops are bald. <laughs> that's, the first, that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <laughs> just like just immediately like, ah. Oh. And he's wearing this dorky-ass helmet. Yeah. He like, looks like a dweeb. He looks like such a dweeb. He's such a loser. <laughs> and like, so they, so... They're all there. Goten and Trunks are like, oh, hey, what's up? And then they're like, Piccolo barely even recognizes them. It's been so long since he's seen them. Yeah. And then while they're like reuniting and they're like, hey, the gammas are cool now. You see Hito like fly into the scene being like, you guys have to run. Like, he Cell Max is here. Cell Max is here. He's screaming it. Yeah. And it's like, it feels scary. Yeah. Then you see Cell Max rise and he is gigantic. And to make sure you get under, you understand how big he is. He punches Gohan. His fist is the size of Gohan. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was sick. It was so cool. Like that that whole introduction scene, and like again, this it it took me kind of a while to warm up because we haven't talked about the art style much. It kind of oh, it, it didn't bother me. At it took all. it took I me a little. So it, it took me a little bit to get used to it, truthfully, because again, I'm just so used to seeing hand drawn Dragon Ball. But like seeing like the fight visual visualizations and that whole like entrance so much better for Cell Max. I'm just like, oh my god, this looks fucking fantastic. It feels like a horror. It feels like a monster movie. Yeah, like Cell Max is this big, huge, hulking figure, and like the world is like tearing apart around them and even like you see piccolo at the time was like the biggest dude in the fucking scene and he looks like an ant compared to cell max and cell max is also like the other thing that they did that i really love cell max does not say a single word just screams just makes these yep. guttural sounds to make him feel even more scary because he's more like an animal yeah exactly yeah that 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 whole introduction was was ridiculous cell max was so good. I could not get over how much I love Cell Max. I thought it looked it looked awesome. Super scary entrance and just immediately just like they have to do everything they have to just throw everything at it and be like yes. we have to try to stop this. Also stuff. in this, at this scene point is Piccolo has reverted back to Piccolo form yes, that that orange Piccolo. That orange Piccolo. Oh yeah. They, they the, the naming process of Orange Piccolo is just like so good where it's, it's like you got to come up with a name like Super Saiyan. It's like, well, I turned orange and I'm Piccolo. Why not orange? How about Piccolo? orange Piccolo? And I'm like, that's all it needed to be. Yep. Like that's all. That's what we were going to call it, regardless <laughs> of what happened. It's so funny. Oh, so. Good. Uh, but yeah. So then this this sets off our our final gambit here in the third act of the film, where it's all of the, the greatest heroes left on Earth and Krillin. Um. No, no, Krillin. Krillin has right. to watch Pan. Krillin has to watch Pan. <laughs> Krillin is too afraid to jump into the fight. <laughs> Nina cop Nina cop made him soft. <laughs> yeah, um, it did. But uh, yeah, so he's like, we- I already clocked out for the day. <laughs> I- <laughs> so what do we get? Uh, again, we we get to see everybody just taking their turns, uh, trying to, to to make a dent on on Cell Max, which leads to some great visuals. Uh, first and foremost, uh, to start off. Um, we then learn from the I think it's from Doctor Hito or the Gammas that they built mm-hmm. in a weak spot. So this is this is another thing that I wish that they would have shown instead of told, because I think if like while um, Magento was like you got to build Cell Max, it would have been like fun to see Hito just be like, all right, fine, but 
in case something goes wrong, here you go. And then when it happened, rather than just like them being like, oh, we forgot to tell you this happened. I would have been cool to see that earlier in the film. Yeah, I think in my opinion. I agree. It would have been much more sense to show yeah. it rather than tell it, but it, it's Dragon Ball. Yeah. So I can't. But say then, that also would then confirm that Cell Max was real early on. And that would have been kind of like iffy too. So I don't know. I it was good. It was good ultimately. It, it wasn't enough to take me out. Yeah. So the, so we see everybody taking their turns trying to you know to penetrate the skull of Cell Max. Uh, first Piccolo uh, tries to do so with a special beam cannon. Um, does not does not work. It's in visually looks sick. Watching everybody just do their do their thing. I think Gohan. I think Goten's the only one that probably that does like a proper kamehameha so, in the film. So what's really cool too is that you then see. My favorite part of the movie, one of my favorite parts of the movie is that, like, Goten and Trunks are like, well, why don't we just fuse? Like, let's just fuse. And Goten's like, it's been a while since we fused. And you get fat Goten. Loved it. Loved it. And <laughs> so good. And even Piccolo immediately is like, that's the, f-, and they like, they end up using fat Gotenks to, like, drop him on Cell's head. <laughs> and Piccolo's like, that's the first time a failed fusion has done something successfully. Ever. Yeah. Also, I, I want to throw out another cool thing about Cell Max because they're doing 3D animation. Like the 3D dark aura around him, like all the energy that was around him looked so cool. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was freaking out. I was, uh, I also, I'm, I'm sorry. I wanted to, I'd be ashamed if I didn't highlight this. I want to rewind a little bit back to when, uh, back to when Orange Piccolo first debuted mm-hmm. and first like comes out of the chasm. I looked over to Mike and Joe Sway, and all three of us had our jaws like open, <laughs> eyes super wide. And we're like, it's like seeing someone go Super Saiyan for the first time, but it's like, oh, there's a new form of Piccolo. Yeah, and, and I was just and, like, in that moment, I was like, this is a cool movie. I'm having a great time with my friends. Like, it's rocks. Yeah, exactly. That's at that point, I was like, this movie fucking, it's fucking sick because like so they keep good. calling him King Piccolo, and then this is as King Piccolo as we get until they go even more King Piccolo-y. <laughs> what the oh, movie ends up doing so. so. So yeah, they're all fighting. Krillin's like, "F this! I need to come back in." And comes in with a destructo disc, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah that's my." Krillin. There you go. And then like, so uh, Piccolo goes back to Orange Piccolo at this point, and another insane like, "Hey, do you remember you could do this?" kind of scene. Yeah, is like <laughs> Krillin just drops like, "Hey, you know you could grow big from <laughs> Dragon Ball the original series," <laughs> and Piccolo's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I could do that." <laughs> and it just becomes the size of Cell Max. And it's great. It's, like, it's great. It was at that point. I was like, like I was already having a great time, but then it became a, a kaiju movie, a kaiju fight. It's a kaiju. Fight. Like, this is fucking sick. This is great. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, um, that was awesome. So they, they start brawling. Uh, at one point, Cell Max chops off Piccolo's arm, and I'm like, oh, oh, is it going to grow back? <laughs> like, yeah. And then um, this leads to Piccolo like shouting at Gohan to like lock in his new form, like get his new form out there. Yep. And the way they reveal it is so cool. Cause I was like, it better be something cool with the hair. Cause like we never got to see super Saiyan three Gohan. Yeah. We never got to see like Gohan with cool, fun colored hair. Yeah. Exactly. And then it, you see his eyes go red and there's like a big white flash that it comes back and they slowly pan up from his feet. And, like, as soon as he start tilting over the feet, I'm like, oh, he has a new look. He has to. And he gets to the top. Huge, huge, huge white, white hair, hair and red eyes. Introducing Beast Gohan. Yeah. So, um, to talk about this, this whole scene right here 
made the movie to me. And again, solidifies to oh, me. Oh, 100%. That, that it's, pic- it's one of the best fights I've seen. Yeah, and, and, and Piccolo, anything. again, solidifies himself at the top of my dad list. Because he tells Gohan, he's like, he gives him the pep talk. He's like, listen, you're, awesome you're our hope. You, you, we're, I'm going to hold him down for you long enough. You are, you know, you're, you're the world's strongest hero. So got to hit him with something strong, like a Kamehameha or something. And then, you know, Gohan is standing there watching, you know, his, his friends, his brother, and his father figure get his ass canned to him by Cell Max. We, where you look at it, it's just like Piccolo. His best friend, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Piccolo might be dead. And at that moment, Gohan snaps, and then Beast Gohan gets unlocked. Now, Bef- I, again, I had I, I had to look up what the form was after the fact. Otherwise, I was like, "Did he just go Ultra Instinct? Did that just happen? Like, I, is that a thing?" I kind of thought that. Um, admittedly, as a um, an employee of the company, I did look at in some internal documents to confirm the name. Uh, <laughs> it is Beast Go On. <laughs> I uh, yeah. love that. Yeah, I, I wanted to learn, but yeah, we get this again. I I think as a longtime fan, like you mentioned. Um, it's so cool to watch Gohan get this this cool hair and this new form. You know, again, we we got we got Super Saiyan three and four Goku. Goku gets all the cool hair and the cool form. So does Vegeta. Gohan gets is is forgotten as one only of the only one to ever go beast mode. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cherry on top, the finishing blow. It's a special beam cannon. That was so sick. <laughs> Not a Kamehameha. Unleashes- no, he could have done the Kamehameha. No. He does the special beam cannon because his real dad did the special beam cannon. <laughs> I was like, and he practices it in his free time. I'm just like, man, oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. So they defeat Cell Max uh, in the process. Um, Gamma Two ends up dying. Uh, big celebration at the end where they're all hanging out, um, and then Hito ends up getting a job with him and Gamma One. End up working for the Capsule Corp. <laughs> Working in the cosmetics division, I believe. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then I believe after that, it's roll. I mean, Pan learns how to fly. Yes. And then it's roll credits. Yep. That's that's, uh, the the credits roll. And then (laughs) the best post-credit scene, better than any MCU post-credit scene. Yeah, it's pretty top tier. It's great. (laughs) We we get the cut back. Yeah, go for it. Go so for it. we so we get the again credits roll. Uh, all the fun stuff happens. Great visual, uh, great visuals in the in the credits, of course. But we get a post credit scene where we where we see Goku and Vegeta exhausted from their from their movie long fight. Vegeta throws a very soft punch at Goku. Goku topples on the ground and exclaims that you got me, Vegeta. You 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 won. In which Vegeta and Vegeta <laughs> shouts out, "I beat Kakarot." <laughs> And then also collapses on the ground. Uh, Beerus has fallen asleep uh, while uh, I forget the green girl's name, but she's like, oh, thank God that's Oh, Broly's girlfriend. Yes. Whatever. (laughs) And then uh, uh, Beerus' chef and Broly have been moved to tears watching Vegeta. Mm -hmm. Oh, just full on crying. It was. Oh, so good. (laughs) This is perfect. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a good ending. Vegeta finally won. And then, uh, yeah. I think um, that was it. I I immediately, like, I was just like, oh, that was so much fun. I had yeah. such a blast watching it. I want to see it dubbed. I'm going to catch it when it's on a a certain anime streaming service, I yes. guess. I don't know if it's coming to, <laughs> I honestly don't know if it's coming to Crunchyroll anytime soon or not. I, I have no information on that. Sure. Uh, but no, I loved it. I had such a fun time with it. I liked it so much more than Broly, more than Battle of the Gods, more than probably Resurrection F. Like, I had a blast watching this movie. I thought, like, it was cool to see the more fun characters take the front seat and like Piccolo is so cool. 
Like Piccolo's the coolest. No, he's he's the best. Like this, like the, the whole time during this movie, I was just like, um, I think back to like the DBZ f- movies that don't have Goku as like a main character. Um, I think one of them famously is the future Gohan movie that comes to mind. Uh, the one where he has one arm. I forget what that one's called. Mm. But there's a handful of them where Goku's not the main focus. That, that's a very much a blind spot for me. Yeah, there's a handful of films where Goku isn't the main protagonist in the films. Um, but again, like Res- again, Battle of the Gods, fine. Resurrection F, I thought was fun. Like, um, you know, Broly, I thought was was phenomenal. Uh, truthfully, this movie was is it was so good. It was I, I was I, blown it, away. It's my favorite Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, it's it's up there. Right, I haven't seen too many. It's absolutely my favorite Dragon Ball movie. I had such a fun time. Thought the action was great, um, and especially like we, I'm not going to get into it now, but I'm going to get onto get into it off pod. Uh, the last like big summer blockbuster that I saw was the new Thor movie. Yes, and I left that with such a sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> and then coming to this and being like, oh, this is so much fun. And I'm like, man, I, I had so much more fun with this than like any recent MCU movie where I was just like, I had, it's cool to see like these superheroes fight and like the emotional stakes feel like more heavy to me. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's just me. I'm, I'm, but I just, uh, no, I liked it. I loved it. I had such a good time. With also, it. uh, just looked up on trivia. So this is the first movie, uh, since, uh, Dragon Ball Z bio Broly that Goku has not had a major, uh, plot point in the plot that movie came out yeah. uh 28 years ago <laughs> in 1994 so uh, hey, that was a good I, yeah, I was a one-year-old baby yeah that was a go 10 and trunks focus movie uh which is also from That's what i remember cool. a lot of fun I, I remember a few summers ago i went back and watched all these movies so speaking of go 10 and trunks uh on the ride home uh josue and i were speculating about what the next movie could be and they teased it. They teased what uh, teenage Gotenks would look like. So you see them in the very end, like trying to do the fusion again. If they make another Dragon Ball, mo- I mean, they're going to. They're going when to. they make another Dragon Ball movie, I really hope that Gotenks is a main focus of it because I love uh, Gotenks. I would I hope Gotenks so, man. The, the fusions, like I want to f- see, I want to see teenage Gotenks. I, that's that's why I got so excited. I'm just like, oh shit! Like they're going to show us teenage Gotenks. That's awesome. And then he's fat, and I'm just yeah. like, this is great, so great. But it's also like. What if? No, his butt's hanging out the whole time. He's there for comedic purposes, which is fine. It's good. <laughs> but I just, I really wanted to see like Gotenks be this little like trickster. And I wish we could have gotten it, but whatever. Um, I hope that we get a Gotenks movie in the future. I hope so as well, too. Again, I hope we, um, again, it's so weird, like with the whole like GT of it all, where it's like you see these characters exist in other medias or whatever. So it's like they're slowly like melting it all together yeah like i would love to, again everything's canon yeah exactly i would love to see a movie where like all this eventually just kind of bubbles to the surface again um i would like to see them go into hell and fight cell that would be cool <laughs> well, but, uh, cell it hell? also seems like they're like yeah oh hey wait a second um <laughs> it also seems like they're setting up a big frieza move too because i also yes. i was talking to joe sway who's been reading the manga frieza's back in a big way um spoilers i'm sorry uh, that's fine. I, I don't. I don't. I don't read manga. <laughs> no, I know, but you have an you have an audience, my friend. Oh, true. Um, yeah, everyone else is getting themselves into. So yeah, but no, Frieza's like Frieza's always coming back. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I just think I don't know. I want to see like I just want to see what Teenage Gotenks looks like. I want to see I like I think Super Saiyan. My unpopular opinion amongst my friends is that I think that Super Saiyan three is the coolest shit. I love Super Saiyan three. I want to see more Super Saiyan three. Uh, yeah, Super but, Saiyan three is sick. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I had such a good time with this movie, and I'm so happy they made it to number one in the box office in America. Um, it's going to be doing very well for the near future, I would like to think. Um, 
And yeah, it's easily one of my top 10 favorite films of the year. As far as like stuff that came out this year, it's uh, I, I officially ranked in my top 10. I think either it's like number seven or number eight. It's a, it, I'd have to go through my list, but it's probably up there for me too. Also, um, out of animated movies, it's probably my favorite of the ones that I've seen this year. So, out of all animated films, I just think, well, what else did I see this year? Oh man, Turning Red. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot that came out this year. Turning Red was pretty great. Yeah, that was sorry. Now Turning Red's my second favorite of the year. Yeah, you get you want you want to spoil your number one? Oh, it's um, it's everything everywhere. All oh, the bullet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably mine too. So no, my top ten are uh, Kimmy, Dragon Ball Superhero. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, uh, Tony Hawk Until the Wheels Fall Off, Bodies, 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 Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Nope, RRR, Jackass Forever, Turning Red, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. There's still a few movies I'm very I'm excited. Have to watch, though, so. I'm very excited to see uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, because I, I have a feeling that's going to be in my top 10 as well. Yeah, this this def- this movie definitely creeped into my top ten. Uh, it's such a fun time. Yeah. There's there's like there's uh, I've watched a bunch of movies this year that like I wouldn't have seen otherwise because I get I as a movie pass member I get to see a bunch of stuff. You gotta go for but it, like, baby. No, you know, Nope's up there is one of my favorites I've seen of this year. Oh, Nope was great. Um, nope was so good. Nope was phenomenal. I um obviously everything everywhere all at once. I've seen that movie like five times in theaters. Uh, I saw it twice, uh, and it's it's good. I'm I'm happy that I have a lot of friends who didn't get a chance to see it in theaters who are now being able to see it at home. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah. It's, it's a great movie. I love that movie. Um, but yeah, that, 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 come back at the end of the year when everything else comes out. I'll let you know how I how I feel about. All yeah, oh, we could do that. We could do a year end movie recap. Absolutely. I also, we touched on it earlier, and I figured now's as good a time as any. Uh, I am wildly excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I'm I'm super duper excited about that too. Got uh, again the the entire end of the year is going to be chopped filled with so much content that I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, I I'm super. I'm I'm very excited and invested in into getting my feet wet with Pokemon again. I just bought Pokemon Mystery Dungeons for the first time. Uh, never played it nice. before. Very excited. Did you finish Arceus? I did finish Arceus. I loved it. Great. That was Such a great a game. It was awesome. Probably the most fun I had in the Pokemon game in ages. Um, yeah. And I, I love I loved uh, Sword and Shield too. For mm-hmm. the record, I love Sword and Shield. It's it's like a top four Pokemon game for me as far as mainline installments go yeah no me too that's definitely like i'm 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 just very much in my pokemon bag right now i'm very excited to be yeah man i mean i know you were back on pokemon go for exactly one day <laughs> and, I, and i'm, I'm, still, I'm not bitter <laughs> I'm, still, I'm not bitter i'm still trying <laughs> no you're not i can tell how long it's been since you logged on yeah. i have you at it <laughs> don't lie to me <laughs> i'll go for a walk tomorrow it rained today um no it didn't i'm lying i'm just lazy i'm sorry anyway oh wait, uh, hold on hold on <laughs> I'm sorry. We can take this off pod. I'm sorry. Something about our friend just shared. I'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. Well. So we're. Uh, no, Scarlet Violet looks cool. Uh, have you picked a starter? <sighs> I'm Team Quaxley until further notice. I'm am. I'm a Quaxley guy. Big duck guy. I'm a Quaxley guy too. Big duck guy. Uh, honestly, my my take right now is that like I don't think any of the new Pokemon have really excited me too much outside of the starters. I think I'm kind of waiting for like the rest of the stuff to roll in, but I might be rocking. A legacy team. Yeah, that's uh, that's always like my biggest problem whenever I play like Pokemon games or just like I always my teams are almost always like new Pokemon yeah. across the board. But I don't know. This time around, I'm like nothing's really catching my eyes. Yeah. So I got to see what like, that regional deck maybe, looks like. I got I got to see what I'm what I'm playing yeah. with on this first playthrough. I was looking through it. Um, I mean, I'm waiting for my favorites to get confirmed. I'm waiting for Whimsicott, Electivire, or Her- I think Heracross might be confirmed at this point. I believe I he is wrong, confirmed. Though. You may be right about that. Uh, we'll have to check Cerebi. Someone get Joe Merrick on the line. <laughs> Uh, I'll call him right now. Yeah. Let's get Joe Merrick and uh, never mind. Um, but no, I'm excited for Scarlet <laughs> Violet. I think there's, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we could, I, we're gonna have to play together. Absolutely. 
we're, we're going to have to play together online. That's going to be a lot. Yeah, fun. absolutely. I'm, I'm probably going to stream it. I'm going to get back on my streaming bag soon. Um, so you guys can look forward to that. Um, I'm excited, man. Pokemon, Pokemon, Sonic the Hedgehog, and movies are going to have my having by the throat. Come this yeah, year, I think so. there's a lot of cool movies coming out at the end of the year that I'm looking forward to. Um, I there's this small indie film that I want to check out. Uh, would be funny if I said like Avatar Two: Way of Water, <laughs> Black Panther uh, Two. No. <laughs> no, I'm excited for this movie called Funny Pages. It looks really good. It's a uh, Produced by the Safety brothers who did Uncut Gems. Okay. But it's about this uh, aspiring comic artist and like spending time with one of his favorite comic artists. And it looks, it looks like a good indie flick. So I'm excited to see that when I can. And, mm, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also excited for One Piece Film Red. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's. I will say, when the movie started and the Crunchyroll logo, the Crunchyroll logo is the first thing you see. Yes. I did go, yeah! <laughs> You should have worn a shirt that said, this guy works for... Uh, <laughs> I work for Crunchyroll. Just stand up and scream a spoiler in the, movie, in the film because you work for the company. Oh, guys! Piccolo's in this one. <laughs> guys, Piccolo turns orange. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know that. I actually managed to stay spoiler-free. Nice. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, I managed to, I managed to like, sit back and not consume many of the spoilers, so I'm very lucky in that regard. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but that pretty much covers everything I wanted to talk about today. Um talk about dragon ball talk about movies just kind of catch up it's again we've been very busy human beings so it's it's been a while since we got to kick in and do something seeing billy joel tomorrow yeah i'm I'm super stoked for you at the time this is this coming out is this coming out friday yeah it's gonna come out friday nice cool yes (laughs) so you will i will have seen billy joel by the time this who do you think who do you think billy joel plays in pokemon unite uh that's a really good question so like he is known for like his articulation and like being very specific. Like he's very like like he's fa- got fast fingers. Yeah. Is the way to say mm-hmm. it. Uh, so my gut instinct is probably like a Mister Mime, maybe or maybe he definitely <laughs> plays support. He definitely plays. <laughs> maybe maybe Aegislash. Slash. He could do Aegislash Slash because like there's like a lot of form changing there, and like you have to know it. like he plays a complex character that like I, my gut says Mister Mime. Maybe he's converted over to Hoopa since Hoopa got added. Mm, um, it's possible. Hoopa's also necessary in every team at this point. It's yeah. Uh, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> I like Hoopa. Hoopa's cool, though. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll stick with Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime, I think, is who Billy Joel plays in Pokemon Unite. All right. You may be right. <laughs> you may be crazy. <laughs> it just might be the support main you were looking for. Um, there we yeah, go. Yeah, there we go, folks. Anyway, Sean, thank you as always. It's always a pleasure to stand and talk to you regardless, but um, um, thank you so Lovely. much for, for coming on the show again this week. Uh, you are a of scholar and a, and a saint, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to see each other soon. Uh, you know what's our I think we will. So we'll make it happen. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I'll be good. Both things will happen. So let the people know where they can find you on the interwebs if you feel like doing that. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say those of you in the Northeast region of the United States, um, kill your local lanternfly. Uh, lanternflies are a scourge and you should stomp on them and squish them. They've, uh, they've infested Pennsylvania for years and they're now all over New York City. If you see a lanternfly, I know it's a pretty looking bug, but kill that bug. It's for the better good of your local trees. You can find me on Twitter at Captain Tony. You can find me on Letterboxd at Frogmans. And you can find me on TikTok at Dougfart Douglas. There you go. All the fun places. And uh, you guys can check me out at Koopa NJ across platforms. Uh, I am pretty much landlocked for a bit because I. Uh, um, yeah, I'm busy with work, so I can't really go to the Patreon much. checks haven't hit yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so. <laughs> 
The Patreon will come eventually once I get a little bit more time on my hands. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Once I hire a secretary, that'll work out again. But hey, check us out on YouTube. Uh, check us out there if you want to see the video version of everything. And maybe by 2023, I'll be a well-oiled machine with a staff of there we go. 18 people. We got to oil you up, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, cooped up. that's cooped up for sure. Um, oh. <laughs> You guys can check out the show, Coop the Pod, across platforms. Leave likes, subscribe, reviews, wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, like I said, I got some fun stuff coming up uh, later this month. Uh, I'm uh, later. This Who are some guests you got lined up, Koopa? Let's hear it. Well, I, I got my friend uh, Sleepy Kokiri coming back on the show later this month. We are doing. We neither of us have seen Lord of the Rings. We're doing a Lord of the Rings podcast. So with one of our I haven't friends. seen Lord of the Rings either. High five through the internet. Yeah, there we go. We nailed it. Count it. Um, yeah, I got that coming up. I got some fun ideas. I'm, I'm gonna sprinkle around with a bit too. Um, I, I've, cool. I've been watching a lot. I've been watching a lot more TV lately than I than I have been. It's been a TV year more so than a movie year. In my opinion. I've been watching a good amount of TV outside of like the. the have you watched Players yet? I have not watched it yet. I want to watch. Oh, it. dude, you're gonna love Players. You gotta watch Players. You're gonna yeah, I've been on a. I've been on a Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul binge. Um, because I've never seen either show. Oh, uh, yeah. So, oh, dude. I just, oh, you so finished Breaking. I Bad. just finished Breaking Bad. I'm in the midst of season four of Saul. So, uh, I never got in. I never got into Saul because it started. I watched Breaking Bad as it aired, and then when Breaking Bad was over, like a few months later, it's like here's Better Call Saul, and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna try it, and I just couldn't finish it because I was just like burnt out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this year my favorite shows have really been um obviously the rehearsal, Nathan Fielder's new project, which just finished up season one, incredible television. Oh, great. And then uh I think the show of the summer, um, FX is The Bear. Oh yeah, I heard that's good. I gotta check that Dude, out. Dude, the bear's great. Watch the bear. It's only eight episodes. It's such a good show. I love the bear. Wonderful show. All right, I'll put it on my list. I'll go watch it right now before I go to bed. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's going to be it for this week's uh, show, folks. Thank you so much for checking us out, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Good night, everybody.